Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Fullness and Grace podcast. I am your coach, Laura Genovese, and on this podcast, I bring you inspiration, education, and motivation to help you dive into the beautiful practice of self-empowerment. I'm so happy to have you here with me today for episode seven, how to respond to difficult situations. Here at Fullness and Grace, we celebrate self-empowerment and the belief that we have full control of our thoughts and the way we choose to receive things and respond to things in life. And these are all incredibly powerful beliefs to have. You've heard me say this a lot, but it's so important, so I'm going to reiterate it here. The most important thing for self-empowerment is that your thoughts are what create your entire world. And the second most important thing is that you're aware of that. Having that self-awareness is so important because by being self-aware, you are able to identify how you're feeling about something and how you're choosing to respond to something. And it can quickly remind you that you can change your thoughts and attitude at any point. So looking at life, sometimes we have amazing days. Things are just flowing. Everything goes perfectly. It's just positivity surrounding you. You're super energized and just feel completely joyful. Those are literally the best days ever, right? And then sometimes we have bad days. Every little thing seems to go wrong. People are so freaking difficult to deal with. There's negativity everywhere you look. You're just super discouraged and feel completely defeated. And you know what? That is life. That is how it's supposed to go. And that's how it's going to go. Some days will be great and some days will be tough. But what's important is how you're responding to those days. On tough days or in tough situations or dealing with tough people, it's easy to fall into the belief that things are happening to you. And that you have no control of what happens or you have no control of how you feel about it or how you respond to it. That is what's called the victim mentality. And it's exhausting and destructive and just not helpful for you in life. So always remember, we always have control of how we receive and respond to what comes to us each day. So let me give you an example of this. A mom is driving her kids to soccer practice and she gets a flat tire. The victim mentality will have her spiraling into thoughts like, of course this happened to me. Nothing can ever go right for me. Now my kids are going to miss soccer practice and everyone is going to think I'm a bad mom. And now I'm not going to be able to cook dinner tonight and we'll have to stop and get pizza, which isn't what I had planned. This totally throws a wrench into my whole day. Another bad day just goes completely to waste. Now, looking at the non-victim mentality, the self-empowered mentality, she will have thoughts like, oh man, a flat tire. This is so annoying. Okay, so who should I call to get it fixed? I definitely won't be able to get the kids to soccer practice today, but that's okay. It's just one time. It's not the end of the world. Once the tire is fixed, we'll just need to stop and get pizza since we'll be getting home later than usual. The kids will love that since I never get us pizza. This totally throws a wrench into my whole day, which is so annoying, but it's fine. Things like this are going to happen. Just get through this and move on with the day. Do you see how it's the exact same situation, but by adjusting your response, which is your attitude and thoughts and beliefs, it can completely change the way the story is told. 
Now let's take this concept a step further and see how we can be proactive with the non-victim mentality and the self-empowered mentality and be aware of how we're able to respond proactively in difficult situations. There will be times in life that we're able to identify a challenging moment easily and successfully adjust our thoughts and our mindset and find ourselves turning to those self-empowering thoughts very naturally. That's great. And the more we practice it, the more natural it becomes. But sometimes things will happen and it will be harder for us to adjust our thinking. It might be a major trigger for us that causes so much strong emotion to build up within us that we're just completely consumed with. And that's okay. This too is going to happen in life. We are emotional creatures and it's natural for us to feel strong emotions. And so it's just important to be self-aware so that you can notice when these extreme situations come up so that you can then get centered and adjust the way you're receiving and responding to the difficult situation. So you might be thinking, how do you know if you're caught up in a victim mentality spiral? A few things to keep an eye out for that can help you identify it are there's an ongoing problem that continues to fester within you and you feel extreme frustration and irritation in the moment. Or you find yourself thinking about the situation extensively after it happens overanalyzing it, complaining about it, and feeling extreme emotions like resentment or anger or anxiety about it. Or you continuously talk to your friends and family about it extensively, but never make a change. And so some examples of what these difficult situations could look like are you have a difficult colleague that really frustrates you at work. Or you and your spouse have a disagreement and it causes you lots of anger and resentment. Or you have a family member that you don't fully align with, so you always feel very negative when you're around them. I do want to confirm one thing really quickly. Feeling emotions in the moment and then wanting to vent to someone about it later is completely healthy and normal and necessary, right? But what I'm talking about here is beyond that. It's when something is completely consuming you and then you carry that negativity with you around in life. A vent session is amazing. You explain the situation and you talk through your feelings and your thoughts and you can release that frustration and then you're able to move on and enjoy the rest of your day. But when you find yourself only focusing on venting about this negative thing and not being able to move on from it to enjoy your life, that is what we're talking about here. That is a sign that you have the opportunity to adjust your thinking and choose to respond differently in the situation to release yourself from unwanted stress and negativity. So when I find myself deep in this victim mentality and I have something that is just truly consuming me, I literally have to just stop myself and make the decision to face it head on. I observe the whole situation, I take responsibility for how I'm feeling, and I determine how I'm contributing to the situation as well. And then I choose to change my attitude and my thinking and my beliefs so that I can resolve my victim mindset. The difficult situation is still going to be there, happening in life, but I will change what I have control over my own thoughts and my own attitude, and so I can release myself from the negativity. The difficult coworker is still going to be difficult, but you can adjust your attitude to give them grace. You still won't agree with your family member, but you can adjust your thoughts and love them as they are. 
So to release yourself from the negativity and victim mindset, you have three ways you can approach it. Number one, communicate about it. Have a conversation with the person who was involved in the difficult situation so that you can try to resolve the problem. Number two, adjust your expectations. If you aren't comfortable communicating with a person or if the communication with that person wasn't successful, you then can take full responsibility and adjust your own expectations and mindset to release yourself from the negativity. And if neither of these approaches work, you can remove yourself completely from that negative situation. These all can seem pretty scary and intense, right? But honestly, this is what it means to be an adult. You need to have difficult conversations and you need to take responsibility for yourself and you need to be able to make the decision to remove yourself if it's an unhealthy, destructive situation. By taking action when you're feeling unhappy and negative, you can change your life. So let me dive deeper into each one to give you a full rundown on what they look like. Number one, communicate about the problem. Usually when we find ourselves in difficult situation, there's usually another person involved as well. We might be thinking about the situation a lot in our minds and probably talking about it to our friends and family. But until you communicate those thoughts and feelings directly to the person involved, there's no reason to think that anything will change, right? You can talk to your friends and family about what you want this person to do differently, But if you never share that with them, you can't blame them for not meeting your expectations. So in order to help relieve the situation and better the situation, you need to be able to talk to them about it. And it's important to note that when communicating with this person, you must show up from a place of respect and kindness and openness. Communicating with someone doesn't mean coming at the person with negativity and hurtful words and an abusive attitude. Treat them with respect so that you can have a healthy, open conversation. Remember, you can't control how other people act. You can only control how you act. So if you come from a place of respect and openness and willingness to work on the situation, you can feel good about the way you're contributing to the conversation. It's also important to note that when communicating, You must also be open to listening to their response and be ready to take responsibility for how you've contributed to the situation as well. It cannot be a one-way conversation. You need to respect the fact that they will have their thoughts and emotions too, and you must respect that, welcome that, and listen to that. This conversation should not be a blame game where you're telling them what they're doing wrong. It is a conversation where you both communicate and listen and find a solution. So one example of this I saw with one of my clients was with her relationship with her father. She works so hard. She has a family she's supporting and she's feeling overwhelmed. And her father would always point things out that needed to be fixed at her house when he would visit. And it made her feel like he was judging her and putting her down and not recognizing everything she had going on. Every time he came over, he'd point things out to her, and each time it caused her to get more and more upset inside. And as soon as her father would leave, she'd blow up about it to her husband and tell him how frustrating it is and how her father never supports her. She would continuously feel so angry, and it got to the point where she didn't want her father to come over anymore. 
So what she chose to do was communicate to her father from a place of respect and kindness to let him know how she was feeling. She explained to him that she's working so hard in life and she's trying so hard to provide for her family and she really just needs him to support her. She explained each time he points something out that needs to be fixed, it just adds to her list of things that stresses her out and it makes her feel like he doesn't think she's a good mom. After having this conversation with him, he was completely surprised and had no idea that that was how she was feeling. He thought he was being helpful by pointing these things out. After he found out that that's how she felt, he felt so bad that he wasn't supporting her. And now when he comes over, he brings his tools and fixes little things when he's there to help her out. And he's intentional about telling her what a great mom she is to her family. Because her father wasn't aware of how she was feeling in the situation, he didn't know that he was making things harder for her. By communicating about it with him, she was able to relieve the tension and create a better relationship with her father. I know that communicating can be very hard. Sometimes it's hard to bring yourself to have the difficult conversations. Or maybe you do have the conversation, but the other person isn't in a place to be able to have that open, respectful communication. And if either of these are the case, then you can explore option two. Number two taking full responsibility and adjusting your expectations. So remember, we can only control ourselves. We cannot control what other people say, how they act, what they do, and it will drive us crazy if we continuously try to control them. The only thing we can control is how we respond to the situation. So when you're in a difficult situation that is causing so much buildup of anger or resentment or negativity, then it's your responsibility to adjust your expectations so that you stop getting let down by the results. That sounds kind of unfair, right? Another person is making you upset, but it's your job to fix it. But I'm telling you, it is a life-changing concept that gives you so much control in your life and saves you from so much negativity and stress. The reason we get disappointed or upset or affected in situations is because we have an expectation of how we want something to play out or how we want a person to act. And when it doesn't go how we expect it to, that causes us to feel that negative emotion within. For example, a woman has a conversation with her husband and she wanted him to respond with excitement and ask lots of questions. But when he responded more low-key and wasn't eager to ask questions, she made it mean that he doesn't care about her and she got upset. Do you see how this woman had an expectation of how she wanted her husband to respond and then it affected her when it didn't happen exactly the right way? We might not even realize it, but we have expectations everywhere in life. And there are times that people or circumstances aren't going to meet our expectations or our desires or our plans that we envisioned in our minds and we can empower ourselves to decide how to feel about that challenge in the moment. So let's look at the example of your difficult colleague at work. He's very rude and condescending when he talks and emails with you. He's always late on deadlines and gets things over at the last minute, causing so much chaos for your team. And he never acknowledges you in your hard work. You are just extremely agitated and annoyed when working with him. Let's say you're not comfortable having a conversation with this coworker because you're too intimidated by him. 
If you are not going to communicate these feelings with him, then there is no reason you should expect this person to ever change. So if this person is going to continue acting in these ways, you must take control of yourself and adjust your expectations so that you aren't continuously bombarded with negative emotion. By looking at this example, we see that you have the expectation that this colleague should treat you kindly and respectfully. You expect him to turn his work in on time so that your team can do your work smoothly, and you expect him to acknowledge you for your work. Some people, like me, for example, agree that these are completely reasonable expectations and thinks that this is how everyone should act, right? But not everyone in the world is going to act with that same level of respect. And like we've been saying this whole time, we aren't able to control how other people act. We can only control how we receive it and respond to it. So instead of taking his rude and condescending comments and letting them annoy you and offend you, adjust your thinking and realize that this person's rudeness is not directed to you personally. He is most likely unhappy with himself in some way, which causes him to act so unpleasantly. By realizing this, you can give him grace and just remind yourself, this isn't about me. It's his own problem. I will treat him with respect because that's who I am. And if he's unable to do that, that's on him. And you don't let it mean anything about you and your worth. Instead of getting upset every time he turns something in last minute and disrupts your whole timeline, stop expecting him to turn things in on time and adjust your schedule ahead of time. You can only control yourself. If you know he's going to turn it in late, then set yourself up for success and add in some buffer time for this difficult person. Is it fair that you have to do a bit of extra work because of this difficult person? No. But does it put you in control of the situation and allow you to feel less stressed since you updated your plan? Yes. And that is what you can control. Instead of expecting him to acknowledge you for your work, stop expecting that from him at all. Not everyone in life is going to be your hype man. Find other people at your job that acknowledge you for your work and make you feel appreciated and nurture those relationships. If this person is unable to show appreciation, that's their problem, not yours. You can show appreciation because that's who you are and you can simply leave it at that. Through this example, you see that instead of viewing everything that this coworker is doing as wrong and as a direct attack on you, You are completely reducing your expectations for them, so there is nothing you're asking for or needing. You are choosing to take control of the situation. You are not allowing another person to throw you out of whack. And you can accept the fact that not everyone is going to be perfect. You treat them with respect and kindness because that's who you are, and you just simply leave it at that. Let's also look at the example of the family member who you don't align with, so their comments and beliefs cause you to get really angry and frustrated. Similar to our previous example, not everyone in the world is going to think the same things as you, and that's completely fine. That's how life works. They have the right to believe in their beliefs just as much as you have the right to believe in your beliefs. And the reason you're getting so frustrated is because you're expecting them to have the same beliefs as you. So when they're saying things or giving you advice or pushing their agenda on you, it feels extremely uncomfortable and frustrating. So what it looks like to take control of this situation is to remember that you have the right to believe whatever you want. So if someone is saying something that you don't agree with, just simply agree to disagree. 
Be respectful and kind in the conversation and say, oh yeah, that's interesting. Or, oh yeah, I see what you're saying. But don't feel obligated to have to adopt their beliefs. Do you see how this can relieve you of so much stress and discomfort? One way I explain it to my clients is with the example of the highway that's shut down in Pennsylvania. If someone were to call me and be like, oh my gosh, Laura, the highway in Pennsylvania is shut down. What are we going to do? This ruins everything. I'd be like, well, like I don't live in Pennsylvania, so this really doesn't affect me. If you were to say the bridge that takes me up to D.C. was shut down, I'd start freaking out and feeling super stressed out. But this highway in Pennsylvania, it doesn't affect me at all. It has nothing to do with me. I don't drive on it. No one I care about drives on it. So I don't feel extreme emotion over the fact that it's closed. This is how you can look at other people's opinions or advice or thoughts that you don't personally agree with. They just simply don't affect you. It doesn't have anything to do with you. It doesn't cause any big buildup of of emotion. You don't find it to be important. You can say, oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Or, oh yeah, that's interesting. But at the end of the day, you can live your life how you want to. Just because someone is talking and expressing their thoughts in the same room as you doesn't mean you have to be mad at them for it or feel obligated to adopt those same beliefs if you don't want to. Other people's opinions or thoughts that don't align with you are like the highway in Pennsylvania. It just doesn't affect you. By removing the expectation that everyone is going to have the same beliefs and thoughts as you, you can just let people feel as they will. Treat them with respect. Listen to their words. And if they don't jive with you, that's fine. You're not obligated to agree. Just be respectful and kind and leave it at that. And then finally, if you aren't able to communicate successfully and you feel so strongly that the situation is not a good, healthy situation for you to be in, it is your responsibility to remove yourself from it. It's not easy to remove yourself from tough situations. There's usually big consequences. It can be very scary and it can have major effects on your life. But if you aren't able to communicate about it and you aren't able to find a way to adjust your expectations in the situation, then this is where you can land. For example, I was working with a client on the Genevieve's consulting side of my business. I work with nonprofits. And one of the organizations that I was working with was an incredibly difficult group. They were very disrespectful. It was a very toxic, negative culture within the team. And because of that, it made me miserable to work with them. I was always stressed out, always feeling so negative and unhappy. I did a lot of thought work around it, trying to figure out how to communicate about it and trying to successfully adjust my expectations around it. But at the end of the day, I really evaluated the situation and decided that the amount of stress and negativity that was flooding my life was just not worth it. And so I decided to end the contract. I was going to lose a huge portion of my income, which was scary. And I knew that it was going to be incredibly uncomfortable to have that conversation with my team. And I was going to have to tighten my personal budget for a while and not be able to spend or travel until I got that income replaced. But after looking at the whole situation, I knew that it was the right decision for me to leave. All of the uncomfortable and scary things that I'd have to endure with leaving was worth it to be able to remove myself from that difficult situation. So now that we've walked through all these options, you might be looking at a situation saying, well, Laura, none of these three things are an option for me. And my answer for you is, 
These are all options. You just don't want to have to pick one. You might say, I hate my job so much, but I can't quit because I have a family to support. That's not true. You certainly can quit your job. It's just more important to you to maintain a steady income so that you don't put your family at risk. You might say, I can't remove my mother-in-law from my life. That's not true. You certainly can remove her. But it means more to you to keep that family connection intact. So you don't want to put up that block and harm that family connection. And so when you get to that place where you feel like it's not an option to remove yourself, then it's your responsibility to dive in and do the hard work to take control and adjust your expectations so that you can create a more manageable, healthy environment within yourself. Have those difficult conversations because those conversations are what can strengthen relationships in your life. It will certainly be tough, but you're strong and you're capable. Remember that you can only control yourself. You cannot control anyone else. So just show up with respect and kindness and choose to have an attitude of acceptance and grace. By embracing that acceptance and grace, it relieves you of so much negativity. It was so lovely to have you here today. I hope you feel empowered by this message and feel like you have the ability to take control of your beautiful life. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Fullness and Grace podcast. I am your coach, Laura Genovese. And if you're interested in getting support through one-on-one coaching with me, check me out on Instagram at Fullness and Grace or learn more about the True You coaching program at fullnessandgrace.com. Sending you all my love and light.